Hi, I'm Katie Page. And I'm Paul Ashton. And we made a comedy feature film called This Isn't Funny that Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro helped us produce. Along with us, it stars Anthony LaPaglia, Eddie Gathegi, Mimi Rogers, David Pasquese, Chia Caridis, and Danielle Pennebaker. And it features some hilarious stand-up comedy from Beth Stelling, Ahmed Barucha, Will Weldon, and Katie. And you can stream the film right now in the U.S. store of iTunes, on Google Play, and at Amazon. And if you like it, please tell your friends, share it, and rate it. Thanks so much, guys. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Here it is. Hello everyone and welcome to the AfterBuzz TV recap of Heroes Reborn, Season 1, Episode 8, Sunday... Bloody, bloody Sunday. Sunday! I don't know where that song choice came Sunday, from. Bloody Sunday. I'm your host as always, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter, at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. But I am far from alone. Never alone at this panel. What's Joining up, me as usually. Hey everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter, at Serafini TV. That's right, and you can follow me, uh, Jonathan Messa, at KaibaCat, K-A-I-B-A-C-A-T. KaibaCat, Instagram, Twitter, the whole shebang. Yes, the whole shebang. The whole and shebang. Before we jump into this episode, and I think we're both chomping at the bit to jump into the episode, we have a very special guest joining us. He has written the fifth novella in the Heroes Reborn series of novellas that specifically deals with Claire yes. and her storyline from the end of the original series to presumably now, which will drop on the 20th of this month, this month being November, my mind is crazy, um, Mr. Keith... DeCandido. DeCandido. I, I scribbled yes, last name. Yes, you got it right. Yay. Come on, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Keith. My pleasure. Um, you said you didn't see this episode yet, but you, you had read the script, and you're obviously involved very heavily in the creative process. What can you tell us about Claire's origin and this book? Uh, well, that's not. I mean, her origin was pretty much detailed in yeah, the original yeah. series. What, what the 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 purpose of my particular novella? That's one of five that is going to drop uh, on the twentieth um, by a bunch of different writers that are all going to you know fill in different bits and pieces mm. of uh, of backstory on various characters. What my specific job was to do was to bridge the gap between when Claire jumped off the Ferris wheel at the end of the fourth season of Heroes and um, uh, when. Uh, and June thirteenth, basically. Um, <laughs> so that's that. That was my basic purpose: was to show what life had been like for Evos in the time between when Claire outed everybody and the big summit, uh, specifically from her point of view. 
which is awesome. I mean, this, I think it's a ton of information the fans are going to look forward to reading and finding out about. Um, uh, there's so many questions that I know everyone's been asking uh, about Claire since, you know, we didn't get a lot of her because obviously, um, you know, Hayden's contract with uh, Nashville. So I, I'm kind of curious. On, um, I, I have a question for you. I don't know if I could even ask this, uh, Keith. Let me know if I'm go- going to. You can ask me anything you want. I can't promise I'll answer it. Okay. <laughs> okay. One of the biggest questions about uh, Claire that we've been at, that people have been asking, is about her um, lover, husband, whoever the baby's daddy is. Will that information be revealed? Maybe. Ah! Ah! Dang, it's a maybe. That's a Such maybe. Such a tease. Such we a were... tease. Well, that's that's all. All right, thanks. That's, that's, all, that's all the questions. No, um, uh, I can what, safely say is that you will be given exactly the amount of information that the producers of the show thought was appropriate. I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> one, one of the great things about this project that, that that's been I've done I've been doing this type of work, media tie-in work, mm. for um, over twenty years now, and I've written Star Trek novels, I've written World of Warcraft novels, uh, Supernatural, Sleepy Hollow, well, uh, all sorts of different things. I have never had this close a collaboration with the production staff of what I was tying into, except at least certainly not in television. The only one that would come close would be the uh, Blizzard games, World of Warcraft and Starcraft, where where I dealt directly with the creative people there. Sure. But in terms of an ongoing TV show, um, the the producers, uh, Tim Kring, James Middleton, and the rest of them have all been phenomenal. They've been really good about keeping us in the loop. We got to see, you know, like I said, I've, I've read the script for tonight's episode. I haven't actually mm. had a chance to sit and watch it yet because my DVR is horribly backed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a golden age of television. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, and um, but they were they were very good about keeping you know keeping us in the loop on the scripts, letting us know about updates, and making sure that all all of these novellas are as consistent as possible with the overall vision of of, of Heroes Reborn. So. Um, Let's just say that, you know, any information there may or may not be about whoever is the father of the twins um, uh, is is there because it's is, is exactly the amount of information that is meant to be revealed about it, which is incredibly vague, but that's really all I can say. Uh, I, I have a question. That, I mean, it's interesting to hear how the you were so closely uh, tight-knit with the production staff in creating this story. Um, I was curious how that affected the creative process of you um, actually coming across and, and making this story, you know, your own. Um, well, I mean, they just, they just basically gave me a basic idea of what they wanted to see, but I still had plenty of room to... to play around with it um and i'm still right you know i'm still writing characters that already existed to some extent um there are also some that i made up as well mm-hmm. um but uh you know I, I i like i said i've been doing this for 20 years i'm i'm <laughs> it's, it's no more or less difficult for me than somebody who's been hired to write an episode of the show um you know i mean not all 13 episodes are written by the same writer or writing team um it's still under the guidance of showrunners but it's still different people you know coming in to write stuff uh and each has their you know even even on, on any tv show there are certain script writers who who have their own particular style and their own thing that they bring to it and i'd like to think i did the same thing and so did you know all the other writers who wrote the the various novellas bringing their own particular you know talents and and yeah. point of view to this little corner of the heroes reborn universe so now, um, did you have any difficulties writing in the voice of Claire and especially every, you know, things that were covered in seasons one through four? And granted, so many years have passed since the actual first show of Heroes, the original Heroes, have aired. Were there any difficulties remembering her character, certain storylines while uh, during this writing process of yours? 
Well, not really, because I sat and watched all four seasons. I jam watched all four seasons. Mm. Okay. Sure. And I did notice you do that. You do that. I was yeah. looking at your information. Yeah. That is like a thing you do, my friend. You, you, you check oh, yeah, out no, shows. That, yeah. that, it's the only way to do it. I mean, even if it's something I was already familiar with. Um, I, I did a Farscape comic book for Boom Studios back uh, in starting in 2008. I was collaborating with Rockney O'Bannon, the producer of the show, who created the show. Uh, it was sort of a post-finale thing. And even though Farscape was one of my favorite shows, I loved it. I watched it religiously. I still sat down again and watched every episode because, you know, you're watching it with a different eye when you're going to be writing tie-in fiction. Mm. Um, and you're paying more attention to things like character voices and, and how they would speak. So I, you know, pretty much done a crash course on, on the character of Claire Bennett before I started writing. So I was pretty sure I would, I would be able to get her voice as well as the other character. I mean, Noah Bennett uh, plays a fairly decent sized role in the uh, uh, novella, mm. as do some other people who I can't say who they are, but uh, suffice it to say there are familiar characters to be found. Speaking yeah. of familiar characters, and I know... If I'm um, I'm free to ask this question, it's from Lydia Saberas in our chat. Do we find out where Peter is during all this? Peter Petrelli specifically. Um, I uh, kind of, sort of, <laughs> kind of. Okay, kind but of. He, okay, he's he's there. Okay. We'll take kind of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would make sense because uh, the, the name Peter Petrelli does show up in the story. I will say that. Okay. That is good to there know. You. Yeah. Um, I, how difficult is and, it? And let, let's just, I can't. One thing I can't say is there are characters from both. Heroes and Heroes Reborn who show up in it. There, there are a few characters from Heroes Reborn who we see as they were before the show started, um, including one character who we only saw for about two seconds. Hmm, interesting. Ooh. Yeah, nice. I, I like that. Um, how difficult is it uh, security-wise working with a project of this size and within a mythos of this stature? Like, are there... Well, I had, to sign two, I had to sign two non-disclosure agreements, which is one more than I usually have. Yeah, because <laughs> usually you only need one, right? Yeah, I mean, non-disclosure is generally a binary state, but... Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. You had to sign a non-disclosure so you couldn't talk about the first non-disclosure. Pretty much. Yeah. I guess, yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, they both, they both, it was weird. Um, <laughs> but for that reason, I was very careful about saying anything. I said nothing about this until... I didn't even say I was involved with it until it was announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Um mm because the press release had my name on it, so it was like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, but, I guess I can talk uh, about it. You know, when, uh, I, I, like I say, it's no different. I mean, it's more intense than it has been for other projects, but you don't, there's a time and a place to start talking about things, particularly in, in the internet age. And I've always been very careful to make sure that I don't talk about anything before I'm supposed to. Um, I've 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 done a bunch of movie novelizations where I wasn't allowed to reveal anything. I, I novelized uh, Serenity, and I oh. had to keep the fact that Wash and Book were killed under my hat for months. <laughs> oh, Especially because they delayed the movie six months. So I'm just sitting. <laughs> it must um, have been so hard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's uh, that 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 also is part of the job. It's something it's something that I'm used to. Like I said, this particular version of it uh, was considerably more uh, intense. Than, than it has been for others because it was an ongoing series that is very where, where I mean there's a lot of spoiler phobia out there that I think has gotten to the point of absurdity but in this particular yeah. case because of the very labyrinthine nature of, of the Heroes franchise uh, you don't want to give away too much um, so I was very careful about what I was I basically didn't reveal anything until somebody else said it first <laughs> <laughs> Do you have um, perhaps maybe a character that you originated in this series or in this story that you could share that, you know, was different or interesting that was really fun to you specifically? Um, there was there was one guy. There's there's a, a 
there's a point at in the story where we look in on um, protests that are happening in Europe, specifically in Paris, uh, over changes to um, laws regarding Evos uh, as as time has gone on, and um, the 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 point of view character there in the middle of one particular demonstration that goes very badly. Uh, I had fun with him. Um, oh. All right. Come up with people with different powers and such. A rabble rouser. <laughs> I like it. No, actually, this is the guy who was the, he's there protesting, and when things get out of hand, he kind of gets caught up in the in in the craziness of it. Oh. Um, oh. But uh, so that was that was fun. It was also uh, one bit I particularly like doing. There's a bit where Claire actually gets to use. Okay, she is a teenage. She grew up in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's a cheerleader. Yeah. Football is the state religion in Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had her actually use her her knowledge of football to her advantage at one point. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just that that's just something that is struck me. Okay, she's a girl from Texas. We got to do this. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. Football is life out right there. Texas. Yeah, more high more school so. football is life. Even like it's, yeah, it's like crazy. not even major fo- like not even yeah, national just, football. Yeah, just football in general. So. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, wait, Keith. Wait, I have one more question oh, before sorry. you go, Keith. I'm sorry. Just looking over all your information. Um, I mean, there's information uh, one, uh, on, on, sorry, on your Twitter. It says you're a black belt. Are you really a black belt? Yeah. Hey, oh, pretty cool, man. Nice. Just this after, I, I teach a couple of after school programs here in New York City, um, and and I, w- I had actually just done one uh, this afternoon at, at uh, uh, a local uh, place where where kids. Where kids go after school, and, and part of the part of the after school program is I, I teach a weekly karate class, um, and I also do I also teach some other kids classes, and I still train. Um, but I've been I've been doing that for uh, eleven years now. That's awesome. pretty cool, man. Yeah. I love it. A little, little fun information. I felt for six years, but I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been training. But uh, yeah, no, I do that too. Nice. That's amazing. So in essence, you're saving the world as well. Ah. Yeah. If okay. nothing else, it makes it makes it makes me able to write fight scenes with a bit more authority. <laughs> That's point. very helpful. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you so much for joining us, Keith. Uh, where can they oh, find? My... We we mentioned the Twitter. Where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, the Twitter account is Kradek K R A D E C, um, and and I don't I I, I tweet there kind of regularly. I also uh, you can also find me on Facebook pretty uh, commonly, and I do some writing for Tor.com and of course my own uh, website at decandido.net. So. Sweet. Nice. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and your novella drops no, November, November the 20th. 20th. Alongside the other four. All five of the original novellas um, the, by Timothy Zahn, Stephen Blackmore, Dwayne Serzinski, uh, and Kevin Anderson and Peter Wax, and mine. They're all going to be released uh, in ebook form on November 20th. And you can pre order them now from pretty much anywhere you can mm-hmm. order ebooks from. Looking you know, at Amazon, Amazon right Noble, now. Whatever. Um, yeah. All available. Cool. So excited to read it. Yeah, thanks, cool. Keith. Thank you so Thank much, you, Keith. Keith. Thanks for having All me. Right. Yeah, it was Thanks a pleasure, so man. All right. Wow, that was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Now, we're not going to act like we're rushing, but we have to jump into this episode. <laughs> and we have 30 minutes. We have an amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I've That's a fluid idea. <laughs> Let's jump right in to Taylor, who's working with the Hero Truthers. They hack That's- her computer... Yes. It's good that she's good. It's yes. I, I like that fact because at the beginning of this season, they kind of played out, and the audience didn't know if she was good or bad. But the fact that they established she's good or she is a rebel turned good, <laughs> I like that. 
Yeah, she's working on the side of the, of the good now. She's one of the hero truthers in herself. Yeah. Um, and I dug sort of... I mean, I, I do have a question, actually, before you even go further with it, about the, the message that she got on her computer and who sent that message because Micah was, is captured at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of curious about who sent that message or if someone else in that truth or organization also has a power that's similar. We did see the girl with the eyes who can create, like, a projection. I... It's not unreasonable to think the hero truthers are just good hackers, too. That's a good point. That's maybe... I Purple pants theory, but maybe that's... Maybe that's not too far off. That they yeah. can just... Also, she's on a MacBook Pro in, like, a... <laughs> in just, like, a hotel room. Like, like on, on fairly open Wi-Fi. Like, I think a hacker, any hacker worth their salt could probably just track yeah, her down. Yeah. You know, someone who's good with coding or knows computer systems. I mean, we had... Oh, what was his name? Otamu? The the creator of yes. Katana Girl, he was great with yeah. programming. So I don't know, maybe. But it's worth, but it is worth bringing up. She pretty much gets picked up in Los Angeles, brought to a shady place. Yeah. As far as we can tell, Erica changed her hair. <laughs> she changed her hair as well. As far as we can tell, Erica flat out shows up, asks her, asks her like, "Why did you do this? You're captive now. G- give up, give up everything." And she doesn't. And then we find out that it's not Erica; it's a shapeshifter. And there is the Haitian and three other people. Yes, who we do not know yet. Yes. Maybe they're in the novella. Ah, who Hopefully knows? They're ah, in the novella. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but we've got uh, so we've got one woman who's got projection some to some extent. Yes, we know we've got the Haitian. That's cool. Yeah, and then maybe we've got she's three good with, with video. That's a possibility. And yeah, yeah. And so, and then we've Cody. got, of course, three people who we don't know what they do. And oh yes, we, I love that you guys are keeping it going. Hashtag Hero Wars. Hashtag yeah. Hero Wars. Hashtag, Hashtag Hero Wars. Yeah. Hashtag Haitian lives. Yes, well. I love it. By the way, I'm so happy. Just want you guys to know, I'm so happy the Haitian's alive. I Same love the Haitian. Here. I think this is the darkest timeline in every other way. Yeah. yeah. But the Haitian lives. The Haitian, the Haitian lives. lives. Because you can't kill him after two minutes of having him back on screen. So There's yes, hope now. Happy. There's hope. There's happy. definitely hope. And they set up what looks to be next week's mission. Which is they need to find Micah. Yeah. We also know Micah is A, alive and exists, and B, founded the Hero Truthers. That's which, good, because he's at an age where he could, like, start a revolution. He's, like, at that perfect yeah, and, age. And if you guys yeah. saw the, uh, the what's it called, the pre-series, uh, the mm-hmm. online series, mm-hmm. Micah looks cool, man. Micah's doing yeah. his thing, yeah. He's like, growing up. Too, yeah. So. Also, Darius in the chat wants to know, does the face projection need Wi-Fi, or is it just built in? <laughs> is there a firmware That's right. update? That's amazing. Does it have to get serviced? Is there, uh, That's there true. are a lot of questions about You know what, and when the cool thing about having a uh, character like that is whenever you want to watch something on big screen, you just plug it into her butt, and then, just, <laughs> and then it just... And That's it just exactly projects. where you'd put it. Nowhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, oh, so that's it. what we got about the Hero Truthers. We can move right on to Carlos... And Deering heading on over to Sunstone Manor. Yeah, something mm-hmm. they were doing what five weeks ago, four weeks ago. Like it feels, yeah, it feels that way. It feels like a really it's long. Like, it feels like they literally weeks. went back in time for three weeks, two weeks. But now we're finally, finally there. He wants to break out Jose and the the Smoke Father. I forget Father. <laughs> I like the Smoke Father. The That's fun. <laughs> the the smoke. Yeah, the Smoke Father. Yeah. But he wants to break out Jose and the Smoke Father. Jose and the Smoke Father. Jose and Father Smoke. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Father, Smoke. Father Smoke. All right. Smoke. Like Father it. Smoke. We're yes. in. Yep. Um, apparently, evil hunting is a profession in this world. You need to get paid 10k uh, pop for each evil you bring in. All right. And yeah, then I guess bonuses doing for it. things like time travel. And it's all in cash, too. Yeah, right? There Big money, go. no whammy. Stop! <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's not bad. 
So, did any of us say Sunstone Manor was going to be not evil? We all or, did. Anyone say it was going to be we, evil? We thought it was. It was shady to a certain extent. Yeah, it, definitely nefarious. That was in the word. Some way. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the, the word. word. We kept nefarious saying the word in a way. But I know I was dead wrong as of last week. I thought that was I thought that was Angela Parkman's um or Angela Parkman Angela Petrelli. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Angela Petrelli's hippie little hippie dippy um place. New and it was not. Well, the name is completely a misnamer, and to throw people off, you think it'd be a happy place, but I mean, it's not. No. no, but that is kind of the thing about it because it's the place you don't want to leave because you think they. I mean, to them who's stuck there, it's a happy place because they're being controlled by Parkman. But the truth is, it's not. It, he's you know he's opposite Professor X. Pretty, he's Professor Z. Also with Parkman, <laughs> and with Parkman, and we get a pretty lengthy reveal of Parkman. And let me know in the chat if I'm dead wrong. But two like two camera cuts, like maybe twenty seconds. That's how long it took me to realize it was Parkman. <laughs> And I then they kept cutting the away. Mm-hmm. I, kept, I could tell by the voice almost immediately, but mm-hmm. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. 20 seconds, they went a good two minutes. Yeah, they, 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 they cutting him neck up, or cutting him like, like waist body up. up. Yeah, Where we're like, like, we already had the reveal in an, a previous episode yeah, of 2.13. Like, we don't need yeah. to do this. It's not like he wasn't, it's not like that character wasn't in the series up till now. Yeah. I think they were just trying to build it up that out of all the Evos that you think it'd be Parkman controlling all these guys... I mean that for maybe for the audience that was just trying to be a big surprise, where we kind of knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. Mm. At that point, I think I'm actually shocked. With, I'm actually shocked with myself for not picking it out before the commercial break, where we actually saw him because it's like, well, he's because he had, he was he had a commercial. He did have his own commercial. He did have his own he commercial. He was credited up top, yeah. but also he like everyone in this place was clearly being con- like clearly under mind control. Yeah, pushed. Like, wasn't that? <laughs> we and we none of us picked that up. Like I, that was something oh, that actually, yeah. none of us caught. Like, we're like mind control. Of course, it's Parkman. Um, and of course, in June thirteenth, we realized that he's working for Erica and Renatus at that point. So maybe we could have put two and two together. We didn't. Whoopsie doodle. Um, it happens. I, I do love that. Flo Flukas in the chat when we were talking with Keith said Matt Parkman has sold out so much he's doing commercials. <laughs> like Literally. that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Flo. Flo Flukas. Very Flo Flukas. true. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like the side of Matt Parkman because we know he can be a good guy. He has been a good so, guy. Um, so it's frustrating to see him sell I think out. they need to go for broke with sell out slash heel Matt, Matt Parkman. Sell out slash heel. Heel? It's a wrestling heel. term. Um, oh, the heel, he's a heel. heel. He's a heel. Yeah, he Bad is a heel. Again, he's totally heel. We've had, we've had, yeah, Matt Parkman, he's gone from face to heel from the last series to this series. And of course, Quentin is the biggest oh, turn. The biggest Jeez. turn of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, we, I don't want, I don't want a Parkman turn at all at this point. Yeah. He just needs to go full fledged heel yeah. for the rest of this run. Agreed. Stay I see, evil. I don't want that. Evil I mean, Matt like, Parkman. Because we, the audience who really have watched the show from the beginning know that Parkman's good, and I think for for the actual true fans of Parkman would want to see him be good again. I like him evil. I like him evil. No. His power is so Don't great. He's interesting. Don't yeah. talk with me. He's I evil. Say I say keep him evil. But Matt Parkman stays evil. Just the integrity of his Hashtag character. Evil Parkman. Turn him back to good. Yeah, and Wilson, you know, for that many, for him to control that many people, it's pretty mecca. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore, man. For him to control all those people, Parkman's power is off the chizzy chain. Yeah, okay, off the chizzy chain. I'll just let that silence speak for how I feel about chizzy chain. So he killed Deering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Deering killed Deering. Yeah, under a little push under under (laughs) under Parkman's guys, if you will. And then they catch Carlos because Carlos, in a very comic booky, like in a very cartoony fashion, 
just beats up a guard and takes its clothes. Yeah, it was pretty cartoony. <laughs> and the clothes fit. After being electrocuted. Yeah. No, that was no, actually later. Before. It was later. It was later. It was later. Was later. Was later. And then he got tased by like nine dudes. <laughs> that Parkman. I, I felt that was cartoony. <laughs> it was Parkman, a little funny. But Parkman gets into his head and finds out about Thara. We finally get what we've been waiting for for Carlos, which is like actually seeing what happened there. My only issue is why did Farrah say you need to unleash the secret weapon? No, no, no. She just no, said take use your, your use your weapon. Use your, oh, she just said, use your weapon. We're yeah. getting killed and wiped yeah, out. Yeah, use your weapon. Here okay, I read. Yeah, weapon. she was saying stop being a little bitch and use your gun <laughs> and get read. out there and fight. We're getting murdered. I and read then way. he's the one who got yeah. all the credit in the end. I read way too much into that. Okay, so yeah. Farrah was, was yeah. still totally the secret weapon because she went invisible and flanked everybody. I get it. Parkman's yeah. after her. Parkman may or may not be working for Renatus. Oh, he is. Renatus. We know, we know he is. Someone on Twitter corrected me pretty Renatus. hard. It's Renatus. Yeah, Renatus. <laughs> it's Renatus, and we're going to move And right that's kind of where we leave off there, yeah. Yeah. Parkman's evil, and he's kind of cool evil. I like him evil. All right, so uh, pretty much evil. everything else that's left is between two different topics. This first topic, which is Luke, Melina, Emma, Casper, Joanne, Tommy. All right, let's Comes do it. Comes to head. Luke, Melina, once again, at least three weeks, if not four weeks, they intersect, and then we don't see them for a while. Or, well, we saw, like, June 13th Luke for, like, two weeks, mm-hmm. and it was, and he had burned his house down, like, two weeks before that, and it was really sweet. They have this road trip moment where, instead of a picture with information from Farah, it was just a picture. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just a picture. Yeah. Thanks, Farah. Just yeah. a picture, no information. Yeah. And then they keep moving along. I feel like Luke is always traveling. He's always in cars. Like, every once in a while, we'll see him, you know, in a house or at a building, but he's always traveling. It's like, okay, we get it. What else can he bring to this story? Yeah, and his storyline. Yeah, and and his, his whole thing with his son and his arc. I've never been invested in Luke. His character, I've never felt invested in this character. I don't know if it's the way it's written, the way it's performed, the, the, the way it's all come together. I'm not invested in Luke's storyline. I think the mystery is what's, the mystery is what kind of hurts us from being just purely connected. Like, we didn't know he had powers till, like, the third week, fourth week. Like, we had a lot... There was a lot of mm-hmm. shroudedness where it's like, well, who is this person? Why do I care? It's more like it's been a slow build that's been way too slow. Yeah, and and even with every reveal, with every little mystery that gets, um, that gets opened up to us as an audience, I'm kind of going, all right, you know, I'm much more interested in other characters at this point, and I, I'm really, I'm not buying into Luke, and, and especially Joanne. Uh, <sighs> well, well, let's just, let's just come right into the, co- into the uh, ice cream shop. Most. All right. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Casper Pennyman? Yeah. Pennyman yeah. Casper. Casper. Pennyman Casper. Um, good guy in the chat said a moment of silence for Pennyman. All right, here we go. And All right, good, because he might still be alive. That's right. I hope so. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know for sure. He comes in to wipe Emma's memories, which at this point is for the best. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't. He for has a moment to do it, and he doesn't. For the first time. Yeah. First time we've seen. Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually like this because that kind of reflects the whole storyline with Claire and her best friend from the earlier seasons that she's, you know, she was going through all these hard times trying to deal with her ability. And then the Haitian was going to wipe her friend's powers mm-hmm. or like her friend's memory and then decided not to. Yeah. They're like, you know, Claire needs someone in the world that she can, you know, mm-hmm. share all this information with, and, you know, pretty much a therapy buddy. 
And so I kind of like how that reflected tonight. That's a great so. little like like tie in right there. Yeah, That's like, a great yeah. loop. I like Tommy that. Tommy needs his friend that he can share all that this said, with. And his first love. Pretty much. Yeah. That said, Joanne, Joanne steps in, blows up the whole spot. Oh, yeah. She's crazy. Cray cray. Cray. Yeah. But like Absolutely. legit cray. Like usually you can pinpoint to like issues and problems and reasons for a cat. Joanne just cray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cray, I mean, cray. I and think. she has crazy eyes. Oh, she got crazy eyes. Like, oh, even regardless, look, if her son didn't die, she, she would have killed her son because she was cray-cray. Like, this woman is out her damn mind. Um, now, she shoots Casper, but this is the thing. I, I'm i about to pull a Khalil Abubu right here. Uh-oh. Ready? Okay. Casper ain't dead. <laughs> Hashtag Penny Man ain't dead. Casper ain't dead. Call it what you want. Penny Man ain't dead. Because it was just the way that he did it. It, it just seems odd for him to, you know, to say to Tommy, I got this. And then make this big elaborate move with the pennies. The way he threw, like, the case. As if that was actually going to do anything to stop her from shooting him. And it didn't. She shoots the case and shoots him anyway. It was a valiant effort, I guess. I guess. It was just a little odd and awkward why he would make that movement for someone who's as skilled and as intelligent as he is and has been doing this for so many years. It was a very strange thing to do. And then, of course, he dies. 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 Um... We're not there yet, but I'm sticking with he dies. You're sticking with it? I'm sticking with he dies. Uh, but Tommy, of course. I guess they brought the Haitian back. You got to kill the other one who has the same power. Makes sense. Yeah, true. Tommy true. shows up. Yeah, well, there's two. there's one of two Mexican standoffs, which little known fact in Mexico, they're just called standoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but there's <laughs> really clever. I, I never thought really about it. I, but there's the Mexican standoff at the ice cream shop where. Luke is about to shoot fire at Joanne. Joanne shoots a bullet at Emma. And then who am I? And Emma uh, just Melina's takes, hanging out in the Melina's back. There. And then Melina's there. And then Tommy's there. Yes. Tommy stops time for the first time ever that we realize he has he can go full on Hiro Nakamura. Yeah. And decides to move the bullet, move the flames, look puzzlingly at Melina, and then take Emma and just leave. Yeah. That was his way out. Yeah. he it, That could have been so much easier. There were so many opportunities during that whole standoff that when Joanna got distracted so many times, time could have just ran over to her, pooped her into Lord knows or, where. I agree with that. And the whole thing would have been done. Or just, like, like turn back time to, like, before Penny Man gets shot. Yeah. yeah I don't, but I don't he, think time's at that point. I don't know what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. But there were so many so many good opportunities for to- to time to just poof her out. Yeah, so, I agree with that. Man, Tommy poofs her. out with Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tommy poofs out with Emma, and we'll come back to him. All right. Uh, Luke and everyone else comes back. Melina's just there, confused. Luke is there, confused. Joanne, Joanne runs. Luke runs after Joanne. Joanne gets away. And cops, they- fi- cops get Luke. Find Luke. Well, no, Luke takes off down an alleyway. Yeah. Luke, I mean, looks very suspicious at this point, was in the middle of the street while the cops are coming, waits way too long, and then tries to bolt for an alleyway. Like, the <laughs> episode opens, the next episode opens with a chase scene. Like, <laughs> the cops chasing Luke. Uh, and Joanne is going to join Renatus. Haitian is bae. Or, I mean, Harris's Bay. Harris's, yeah. Hashtag Harris's Bay. Yeah, Harris's Bay. Oh, that's Joanne right. Joanne has a new boo. She's got a new boo. <laughs> that's right. Oh, she got a new bay. Uh-oh. Look at that. Joanne. Both crazy. Yep. Is it Harris crazy. Prime? Do we know if it's Harris Prime? You know oh. what? It doesn't, doesn't matter. She's going to treat him like he's Prime. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, hey. He's a new, new bay right there. And you know what? Think about it for, okay. Think about it this way. Like, Joanne and Harris now getting together, like, hooking up. Like, 
Is that is that a threesome? Is that consent? Oh, okay, um, <laughs> oh. Harrison, Harrison, and then he can just Harrison, Harrison, Harris. All right, let's keep going. Um, you have I just went there. this you, is one of those nights. Well, you have just described some slash. Fi- we'll call it some some slash fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash fiction right there. You've just described. The, you might as well write it before someone else does. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm probably not going to write it, but I know Keith can probably Keith write can that. It. Keith can write <laughs> the go. the the sexual love scene between Joanne and Harris and Harris and Harris and Harris and Harris and Harris. Yeah, enjoy that, guys. Okay, I was seeing how how many Harris. That was how it. Many That's all I want. I'm going to bury it. I'm not going to bury it. And okay. I'm going to save it for a little bit for later. So let's rejoin Tommy. Before that, we get before that Tommy goes from the Tommy we've known for three weeks ago back to the Tommy that by the way Hiro Nakamura is your dad or Hiro Nakamura is not your maternal dad but your but your dad was ra- raised your parental you. figure there you go your Hiro Nakamura your was your parental matter. figure and yeah. you have his powers Claire Bennett who is a, I would imagine a celebrity who died at some point in Odessa she's your mom we don't know who your dad is uh, Noah Bennett is your grandfather and we wiped your memory. And you knew all this up until a year ago where we wiped your memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. WTF, mate. Uh, just yeah. take a minute. Yep. Just take a like a good take a good sit and just think about it. For like, think about it for like a second. Mm-hmm. And now he comes, saves the day in this Mexican standoff. Yeah. Comes in, tries to take uh Noah. Tries to take Noah. Where is he trying to take Noah? And Emma. Like he's trying they're trying to run away. Wait, wait. Tommy? He, Tommy is Tommy yes. goes to the hospital, finds Noah, yes. and says we have to do this. I'm yeah. trying to remember what he what okay. was his basically he's trying to get out of Dodge. Yeah, like he's, he's like, we, we gotta out get out of Dodge. Like well, he's like you are in Illinois. Yeah, so. he's like everything's hit the fan at this point. We gotta get out of here. And of course he tries to use his power and then we have what was the name? The shadow. What do they call her again? The shadow. I just call her Phoebe. Phoebe's, her Phoebe's, Phoebe's so yeah. much better. And I think they've they've never referred the to her darkness. as the shadow. Yeah, darkness the is spreading. Darkness. 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 darkness, darkness. But so darkness. yeah, so Phoebe shows up, and of course, then uh, Noah finds out about the butterfly. Just literally the butterfly. Because Quentin turns. Yes. Quentin makes his official heel turn to Noah, and then we have our second Mexican standoff of the night. Mm-hmm. They're in Illinois, so it's, it's actually a Mexican standoff. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Noah has a gun at Phoebe. Quentin has a gun at um, Nathan slash Tommy. And Noah is just kind of in the middle. Noah relents. They take Tommy away. Tommy runs into Erica, who early in the episode had shot a deer. Oh, she went Sarah Palin. She went Sarah (laughs) Palin on that thing. I swear, when that deer came out, she went and got the gun. I was like, dear Lord, she's Sarah Palin. I was like, you could see Alaska from her her backyard. I was like, this, or you could see, sorry, what was it, Russia? You could see Russia Russia. from her backyard. You could see Russia from her backyard. Definitely see Alaska from Sarah Palin's backyard. Yeah, definitely from Sarah Palin's backyard. And yeah, so she went Sarah Palin, took out the deer, and then chopped it up and cooked it, you know, for Tommy. That's. That's so messed up. And it, I think that just shows the audience just how crazy of a woman she is and how so sociopathic that she is. She has even no feelings towards animals, something as harmless as a deer. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. They were all talking in the chat about uh, about uh, Bambi's mother and saying that she killed Bambi's oh. mother. And, and then you guys have been continuing the hashtag, you know, evil bitch thing going on. Yep. Like they've been, they've been keeping that going, you guys. Thank you, guys. I think it, probably, you crazy know. Crazy bitch. Yep, crazy. So speaking of Erica, though, Erica has become a formidable comic book villain. Oh, yeah. Oh, Like sure. straight, like straight up kills a deer in her backyard, cuts it up herself. Yeah. 
serves it in her mansion. Right. I got to admit, as crazy <laughs> as Erica is, she is fun to watch. Because we don't know, us as the audience don't know what she's really up to. Like, she she always throws curves balls at us, and that makes her character interesting. And she continues to show us that she's capable of doing anything. Like, she, I mean, she's just trying to raise the stakes every time, you know? Even something as simple as, like, I will cut you, a deer. I will <laughs> kill you, and I will cut you myself. You know, like, she... And serve you. Yeah, and serve, yeah, and serve you for dinner. Like, no, like, you, you've you said it right. She is, like, the epitome of, like, that comic like book villain Luther. now. Like a Lex Luthor. She's Lex Luthor. Yeah. yeah she, she is that ideal comic book villain. I'm really enjoying Erica, because she is one evil... Take bitch. It, say it. There it go is. for it. Yeah, She's evil bitch. Hashtag evil bitch. Or is she more like uh, Silence of the Lambs? You know, Hannibal Lecter. No, yeah, Hannibal Lecter. I mean, no, she's I mean, just been. She, I mean, he's crazy in that way, and he'll serve. But crazy no, like she's to people. So. But she's <laughs> evil. Like, wait, but no, she's no, she's the best kind of supervillain because she's evil with motives. Yeah. And she thinks she's good. She's thinking the that whole too. point. It's not, and when someone's evil and they think they're evil, it's not as good. When they're evil but they think they're doing the right thing and it's horribly evil and it's so bad but they're doing it all for the right, like what they Twist consider just. Oh yeah. No, that's yeah. real. That's a straight up sociopath. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. But she sells real estate. Like her main, her main MO is real estate. Yeah. And now we know if, She's learned if you just go to the year 7957. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so much real estate. So much. So much real estate. She owns the market. <laughs> she owns that market. Yes. 7957. And, and that's what's been toyed with, that essentially she sits with Tommy. Tommy's relatively calm for everything he's had to take in today. That, you gotta remember the day he, that morning he woke up, he just discovered he has powers. They they had essentially implanted the memory of that time he was taken away as a child, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, there's a famous Evo. You're her son, therefore grandfather, and there's another famous Evo, and you're like kind of his son too." You got to save yeah. the world, and and then yeah. Mex- Mexican standoff, mm-hmm. another yeah, Mexican and a guy standoff, guy's right in front of you, and mm-hmm. now you're now now you're sitting across from Erica, the creator of those Google glasses, yeah. And she's telling you that you're the key to saving the world. A lot of craziness, huh? Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. And then that's where that's where we leave it. Yeah. We so we open up in uh, seventy nine fifty seven, and we see Miko. She's here. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only Katana we see, girl. she has an age today. But yes, before we but true. before we see Miko, we see a butterfly. That is true. Yes. Which means. Miko would have died. Yes. Mm-hmm. Miko would have died She's in the alternate... But we are in we are in this timeline where the Haitian's alive, Miko's alive, Quentin's a heel, and those are the three big things. Those are the big things, yeah. And that Erica knows about the twins. Yeah, and she's got a limp. Which is even more oh, yeah, gangster. Yeah. Which makes her even yeah. more gangster. For real, though. Yeah, she's well, got a limp. And she has a cane. And she's got a limp. She's got a pimp cane. What? Don't dis count the cane. <laughs> That's right. That's where she, she keeps do, her she gun to kill your deer. And then Nico sees a very shiny city and an otherwise desolate earth and starts walking towards it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I think it, that only leaves us with questions and predictions. And I think it's about that time. Oh! Yeah. Just moving right along to some let's predictions. Do predictions. All, All right. right. So let's do predictions. Do we, do we get a... Oh, oh yeah. we got that. And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right. Before we get to like straight up prediction, individual predictions, I'm just going to ask the panel: How did Miko get there? 
Help us. Help us online. I think that's a butterfly in and of itself. I know. Help us online. How did Miko get there? Oh, boy. Um... I, you know, I'm still a bit baffled. I'm going to need to like go over this one at home for a little while. I'm going to have to like piece piece it together. The only well, what do my, you got? My my only theory on that is when because when we saw Miko die, yes. sacrifice herself, she what would you say dissipated in the game like way that yeah. characters do. Maybe she appeared in the same way. So she left one game universe, came into the real universe in that way. I don't know. That makes sense. I have a flimsy theory. What do you got? That another butterfly we noticed from this from this timeline we're now in is that Otomo realized he had been played by Erica. Which I don't think he would have known had Noah not gone back and done everything he did. So Otomo saw I'm saying his name right. Otomo? Otomo. 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 I'm yeah. American and can there's <laughs> a little leeway there. Sure. Otomo. Otomo did a little more programming, and then we even got Ren very quickly at the beginning of this episode, where when talking about butterflies, that he couldn't log into Evernow anymore. That's right. So oh, yeah. my only theory, and it's rather flimsy, is that Otomo programmed two Mikos. Or you don't like, sound confident about this theory. Ordering, you know how something. It, it's you know how games to, when like characters die, you automatically get regenerated. Maybe oh, he respawn. put in that like that. Yeah, you put mm. in that same code for year seventy nine fifty seven is the respawn. Essentially died. Uh, just another form of her was regenerated. It's um. It's. I mean, to be honest, respawn. you guys are saying like what you're saying is totally possible at this point. But really, I've got nothing. I've got nothing better. I mean, guys, this, this one's killing me. That how Miko's is there at in seventy nine fifty seven. That one's killing me. But I, it, I got. Yeah. I got nothing. But it's not like there's absolutely no, Noah going back created some created Otomo doing something that Otomo didn't do otherwise. But that's the we, best I can do. Yeah, but yeah. anything we do know that Katana Girl Miko. Is is a person that can go in between worlds. That too, without any hesitation. So it's no surprise that she would actually end up in a different world. Well, that's interesting. Someone says when Miko saved Hira in the game, he sent her there to and gave her a second mission. I can also buy that. Mm, I like that. So far, I'm like, digging it. What a good guy that is. Good guy. Like, good guy. So within the game, Hero actually physically sent yeah, her with, body to the real so he, future world. And before we dump. Before we dump straight into predictions as well, I mentioned Ren. Yes. The actor who plays Ren, Toro Uchikado, mm-hmm. that sounds correct. I will ask him when I see him next week yes. because he will be here next week for the fall finale in studio yep. to talk to us, to talk to you in the chat. So tweet at us, tweet at him any of your questions that you want answered while he's on the couch next week. We've got Ren yeah. next week. We've got Ren. Ren. He's nice. here. Love it. Now, what else do you guys have predictions wise? All right. I you know what I I don't I honestly don't really have predictions because my mind was just blown everywhere. All is no, I don't want to say it's too early for Casper joke, but (laughs) but yes, rest in peace, Casper. I I really don't know because so many things have changed now since the whole time in all the butterflies. So many things have changed. Um, this is mine. 
Um, and it's, I, I, I looks like Renatus uh, and Erica have taken Tommy at this point, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to convince him that their way is the right way, and we're going to see the twins have to battle mano a mano. I think they're going to be pitting the twins to, against each other okay. in these last, in this last run of the show, this last, what is it going to be, five episodes that we're going to have? Because well, we, we got get- the finale and then how many more after? Four more after. It'll be five okay. from now. But okay. next week will be the fall finale, and then they'll probably come back sometime in January for the next four. So what I'm seeing is that we're going to have pitted, you know, brother and sister against each other. I think that's what they're building towards. So I think Tommy could even turn heel in some way. Okay. And then we're going to have Melina on the, you know, on the good side. She's going to be our face. So it's going to be face versus heel, brother versus sister. That's our final. Well, you mm. took mine, though. No, that, no, that, that, was, that, was, that was pretty much straight up. Hey, but, you know, much love, man. We, but, we same prediction. But I also think that that plays into Erica's somehow big masterful plan that them fighting each other in seventy nine fifty seven will somehow create a better seventy nine fifty seven. That at some point they'll figure that out and work together to save the current world where the magnetic poles are shifting and everyone gonna die. You know, I, I would. Think- Oh, go on, oh, I, I think more Tommy and Melina's powers, they themselves are magnetic poles. You know, they, they uh, repel each that other actually, when they're close. Mm-hmm. That actually makes the most sense. Yeah. So when they're far apart, they work like mag- magnets and whatnot. But when they're too close, they repel each other. So And I think that's also why maybe their powers are somewhat off when they're together. And why, they, why they've been apart for so mm-hmm. long. But they need him. Theory-wise, they need him to take everyone there. Yes, and they need her to build, build make it world. not as desolate. Yeah, there is an interesting thing in the uh, in the Marvel universe when uh, two people of the same bloodline fight each other. Their powers are nullified when they fight. Mm. Like Cyclops, if you were to shoot Havoc, it just like doesn't do anything to him. So it's just like brothers and sisters going like just, exactly, yeah, just and tapping it, each other. It's a fascinating they're immune thing. To each other. Exactly. So I'm curious to see if that'll play into the concept of putting Tommy and Melina uh, against each other. However, our predictions have been hit or miss quite a bit. But um, our hits are wonderful. Our hits are wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Um, but so this one I could be wrong, but I'm with you. I think that'd be a cool storyline when you put them against each other. You know, Naruto, Sasuke. You know, it's that same concept. You take two characters that you know everyone is sort of rooting for, and you make them fight. And Darius in the chat says mm-hmm. Tommy kills Melina with his angst. She can't handle it. <laughs> so much angst. So, so much, much angst. <laughs> That's not his primary power, but he could kill the world. It's That's not right. just Melina. It's there. He yep. could kill the whole world. But those are our predictions. That's the show. We're actually out of here on time. Oh, come on. That's incredible. Oh, wow. Amazing. Um, if the people want to talk to you, Marissa, where can they find you? You can all follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. <laughs> and you can find me at, at KaibaCat. I want to let you guys know I'm doing a show at the Laguna Beach Playhouse. If anyone is in the Los Angeles, Orange County area, um, performing with Neil Patrick Harris, Marina Sertis, who plays Deanna Troy from Star Trek, will be performing at the Laguna Beach Playhouse all through the month of December. So come on out, check out the show, and uh, if you write to me, I'll get you discounted tickets. I can do that. Wow. I'm serious. He's, I can do that. He's a boss like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me awesome. at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F. M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV, and I tweet about them regularly. Thank you, and good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Hashtag Hero Wars. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.